So Mark 7, today's readings 1 through 8. If you hear any rustling in the background, that's Erin eating her sandwich and Toya crunching on a honey and oats bar. And Aisha, that has got to be the largest water jug I have ever seen. (laughs) All right, verse 1. The Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were unclean, that is, unwashed. Parentheses. The Pharisees and all the Jews did not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, holding to the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash, and they observe many other traditions, such as washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. Unparenthesis. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, why don't, you, why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with unclean hands? He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites, as it is written. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. You have not let go of the, you have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to the traditions of men. That is our reading for the day. So starting to see a different side of Jesus. Um, anytime he starts throwing down you hypocrites, always a good time. Um, so we've talked about some of this before. Much of the the um, the ceremonial system that you see in place with uh, the Jewish culture and religion is based on what's called being clean before the eyes of God. Um, so it starts off with the the things that you sacrifice, and so when you bring an animal to sacrifice, that animal is oftentimes based on how much money you make. And so based on like where you find yourself and like how much money you make is the type of animal you bring. So if you, um, if you don't make, I think it's the lowest, if, if you make the lowest, uh, you bring a pigeon and then you bring a goat. And then like there are all these tiers of different kinds of animals all the way up to um, a spotless lamb. And each of them being obviously costing more um, more money, but the whole point is that you're bringing an animal that is considered um, spotless and blameless. Like there is no, there's no physical defect on it. It's a quote unquote perfect animal, and thus it can be sacrificed to the Lord. Um, with this recognition that as we go in and out of our day, we are to be blameless before the Lord as well. Um, and so, what the animal is doing is taking on our sin. And helping us understand that we are guilty before the Lord, um, but he has forgiven our sin, thus the sacrifice. And so, obviously, like that ceremonial system we see at work in the death of Jesus, he is a spotless, blameless, sinless sacrifice on our behalf. Um, but also, you're, there, are, there are all sorts of things that you see in like the book of Numbers and Leviticus, where there are specific ways that you need to go throughout your life um, where you are going to be considered clean or unclean. And there are all sorts of various commands and rules and regulations that you have to keep in order to do this. Um, there are, I mean, some of them like are like just complete bags of random stuff that like don't make sense unless you get like ancient culture and why that would be. It was actually like really helpful when it came to like sanitation. Um, 
But what had happened over time was that you had a group of people who had forgotten, like, the whole point of all of that stuff, like the point of all of the laws, the point of being clean, the point of the sacrifice was that so that you could keep what's called um, the Shema, um, which is like the first and foundational big picture understanding of what it is that God is doing. Um, And it's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And what it's saying is that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Like this sums up everything, all of what Jewish tradition, all of the Jewish law, all of Jewish everything is about that thing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You can't do that if you feel guilty all of the time. Like it's really, really, really hard to do that. And so the system is built in such a way to help you like get a sense of a removal of guilt so that you are free to love God well. If you can love God well, then you can love your neighbor well. Like, if you want to understand everything about, like, that's it. That's the whole of it. And so when, the, when uh, a couple of times they asked Jesus, like, what's the most important thing in the Torah? And he's like, well, you know what it is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the Shema. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Everything can be summed up, Jesus says, in those two things. And the whole of the Jewish system is to keep that, that command. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. What they have now done is that they have become more a slave to the system than what it is that the system can pr- is supposed to produce in you. And so what they've started to do, there are 613 laws that are called Levitical commands. Um, and there's actually some uh, discrepancy on that. Some people will vehemently tell you there are only 612. Um, so there's a little bit of debate whether it's 612 or 613. Point is, there are a lot of laws. Um, and what these, what these they, they reference in this passage the elders a couple of times. And what essentially that means is the, uh, the spiritual saints who have gone before. For generations, there have been people um, who, who started to do things, and then they just passed it on from, like, father to son, father to daughter, mother to daughter, mother to son, and on and on and on. Um, And one of those things was, like, you don't have to wash your hands in all of these different ways that Jesus is is referencing this story with Jesus. Um, That's not what's commanded. But they start doing that because what they want to do is they want to put as much of a buffer as possible. It's called a fence. Um, A fence between this thing that would make us unclean um, and where we're at. And so we want to put lots of space between us and that. And so one of the things that they did is they started to like wash their hands all of the time to literally be clean so that there was no, they didn't have any of the things on their skin that would make them unclean, whether that was blood, whether that was feces, whether that was um, like filth from particular animals, all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. And so always wash your hands, always wash your hands, always wash your hands. Um, You're not required to do that actually. Um, But what happened is... Something that probably started as like a good idea um, or something that could be like moderately helpful became law. And now this thing, which has which was never essential to to do the thing, which is the big thing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength is being used against people. um, And and it's a way it's another way of judging them. So you don't wash your hands. Thus. You don't love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's like, well, maybe. Like, I could see how it might be helpful to wash your hands. 
Um, and I could see how that could like, and maybe in some situations that's helpful. Maybe in some situations that's not. Maybe that is one person's convictions, but it's not another person's convictions. And what Jesus is basically saying is verse in, in doing, uh, repeating Isaiah, these people will honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. Um, and what Jesus is saying, like, look, you are, it's already difficult enough to be in relationship with the Lord when you are broken vessels like you are. Like, why are you adding more stuff to it? It's already hard. Um, and every time you add more stuff to it, it's yet another thing that you, because of your hearts, will use to keep people out. And I have come to bring everyone in. Like you are diametrically opposed to what it is that I'm doing. I want everyone to get as close to me as possible. And you keep putting extra things in place so that you can judge people so they can't get to me. And this is going to be a very constant theme with Jesus. Um, you will see, particularly like with the religious folk that are coming with him or coming to him to find reasons to uh, accuse him, reasons to put him in prison, reasons eventually to kill him. Um, and one of the things that you'll see over and over and over again is that Jesus is far more comfortable with the people who are actually literally unclean, who are the people who would be unclean in the eyes of God. He's way more comfortable with them than he is with the religious people because they are actually much closer to the heart of God. Not always, but in many times, like if they're coming near to Jesus, it's because they sense the Father is drawing them and they're responding to that. And what you see in Isaiah is ultimately what it is that the Lord is about. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Um, in Ezekiel, it talks about um, the, the central piece that it is that God is doing is that he is removing a heart that is made of stone and he's putting back a heart that is made of flesh. He needs a heart that can actually beat the way that the Father's heart beats. And ultimately, it's not about what you say. It's not even, it is about what you do, um, but it is in some ways not what you do. It is, what are the reasons? What are the reasons that you're doing these things? So one way of thinking about who a disciple is, is that a disciple is someone who does the things that Jesus does for the reasons that Jesus does them. So I can do a lot of the things that Jesus did, and I can do them for entirely selfish reasons. And that makes them things that are not of Jesus. Like, our motivations really matter. And so for these folks, like, what it is, like, were they, were they completely clean in the religious system? Yes. And yet, they were opposed to the thing that the whole system was about, loving God and loving people.